You're listening to Campfire Chat, brought to you by TuckerSurvival.com, with your host, Mark Jones. Welcome to the show. My name is Mark, and this is a Campfire Chat, brought to you by TuckerSurvival.com. This is a new podcast I've uh, come up with, more of an open, freestyle, stream of consciousness type of thing. Rather than having a formatted kind of show, I just wanted something uh, that I could do if I just wanted to talk about different subjects and just kind of ramble along. Uh, kind of like the old days when I used to talk to or listen to talk radio. So anyway, uh, some things I've been thinking a lot about lately, I know a lot of people have as well, is just uh, the things that are going on in this world right now with uh, the lockdowns, social distancing, wearing masks. I know there's a lot of talk about that. And uh, it's just something that I've given a lot of thought to, just been watching it since the beginning. And uh, I mean, I started studying what was going on back in December uh, when this whole thing started in China. So I remember studying that pretty much on a daily basis, uh, keeping up with the things that were going on over there, the lockdown procedures that they were doing, even welding some people into their apartment buildings. And I started getting ready mentally, physically, getting supplies because I knew it would be spreading from there. And eventually in the United States, it did hit. What was interesting is I watched it from the beginning when no one was paying attention to it. As I was going out and getting food and water and things like that. And then I watched this wave begin to start. And slowly, I started to notice the it's getting a little busier in the stores. And then one day, I go in, and all the toilet paper is missing. And uh, I remember taking some pictures of that. And then the next was water, different things off the shelves. And then it just basically turned into a mass hysteria of people just lined up for blocks all the way around buildings and just insanity. You know, and that was when I knew I needed to stop going to those stores and pretty much had everything I needed anyway. So that was in March uh, when this whole thing started, really got going. And in April, that's when it, but in eh, late February, I started noticing it's starting to get a little busier in those stores. So here we now find ourselves in the middle of August, almost into September. And uh, we're six months into this thing almost 160 days and first it was like oh we'll lock down for two weeks we'll get this thing handled maybe by Easter and they keep extending the days they keep locking down more and more taking away more and more freedoms of everyone around the world and you know I started watching this and started really paying attention to the psychological manipulation that was taking place and if you know anything about uh, psychological manipulation prisoner of war tactics that are used or when people are kidnapped uh, people join cults you begin to see these tactics taking place and when you start to interact with people you start to see that they have changed and it's really a you start to see a psychosis, uh, an insanity sometimes in how people are dealing with things and what they believe and buy into. 
And I really think what we're seeing is the results of social media and what it has done to our society. It's taught us to conform and to go along to get along. And uh, that's what we're seeing now. So everybody's wearing masks and there's fights over people that wear them and fights over people that don't wear them. And everybody's fighting. You know, and then the, the whole thing with George Floyd and the BLM and the Antifa, which has been going on for years anyway, and all this stuff just started erupting. And here we are trying to deal with not only a pandemic, but we're dealing with a, a total fallout of our economy, our food supply chains are totally breaking down. Uh, it's a huge domino effect of things happening. And you have to stop and wonder, it's like, why is all this happening? Oh yes, yes. There's a there's a virus going around the planet. This pandemic, they tell us. Uh, now I'm not denying that there is a virus. There is. People are getting sick. They're dying. Some are getting very maimed from it, and a lot of people aren't. But uh, when you begin to study what a pandemic is or an epidemic, and you look at the definitions of that, this does not really fit that caliber anymore. And when you begin to look at the 1918 Spanish flu, it really becomes apparent that this is not even close to a real pandemic. The numbers are just not there. For example, in Los Angeles in 1918, the death rate per 100,000 was 494. Uh, in 2020, per 100,000 in Los Angeles, it's around 40. So there's a huge difference, and this was going on all around the world. These death rates were tremendously higher, and now they're talking death rates per million, and maybe it's 620 per, per million. So they're trying to make it look like it's this you know bigger death rate, but it's not. And we're seeing a massive manipulation of numbers, of statistics, and freedoms being taken away. In Australia now, they're talking about forced vaccinations. Uh, New Zealand, they'll take you from your home and put you in to a, a quarantine area. And if you don't take the test, they'll make you stay another two weeks until you take the test. So they're really just quite rapidly stealing our freedoms. I mean, this is prison. I mean, think back, people, to January, February, before all this hit, and think how your life is right now when you're not allowed to go out and go do the things that you enjoy doing to congregate, to go to church, to go to the gym, to go to your restaurants that you like, to go to music concerts, theater, the beach, anything. And if you do go out, you have to wear a mask. and where I live it's been 106 degrees and there's fires burning in California so the, the air quality is really bad and they want you to wear these masks in this heat in this horrible air quality over something that the death rate is not that high where I live is 229 people have died out of a population of I think 600,000 in the entire area so, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But the real uh, tragedy is that the freedoms are being taken away. And people need to really stand up and push back. Uh, just like the gym owners 
uh, are doing back east that refuse to comply. We have to do that. We've seen that in Sturgis when 250,000 bikers showed up. Uh, yeah, there was nothing they could do about it. When people go to the beach in droves because it's hot, there's nothing they can do about it. You will soon find that the powers that be have no powers except what we give them. And if we resist and push back, they have no powers. They have no uh, means to deal with all of us. And I've said it for a long time, we need to begin to behave like ants and act in unison. And actually we are with the mask because so many people are wearing them and complying and social distancing and staying in their homes and not going anywhere and not doing anything and keeping their businesses closed. So we have that ability to do that. Well, now we need to flip-flop it. And we need to do exactly the opposite. We need to open our businesses. We need to get back to work. You know, people are going to get sick. Some people are going to die. Most of them won't. That is a fact. This is a viral infection. And if you study viruses, typical flu, cold, things of this nature, they blow through in a certain amount of time. Typically, when you look at these pandemics of the past, it's a year. That's it. If that, less than a year in most cases. And they're trying to sell us a bill of goods that this one's different somehow. Well, the only thing that would make it different if it was manufactured, something not found in nature. Because when it's in nature, it just runs its course in about a year. That's the way it works. You know, and they're talking two years, three years. This is the way it's going to be from now on. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And the more we put up with it, the more they tighten their grip on us. So now you see sporting events, you know, so they're wanting to now have the sporting events with nobody in the fans, but they've talked about adding sounds of crowds and even putting digital um, crowds in the shots. So now you've been replaced. Now you're truly watching a fake sporting event. And, you know, what's the point? And they've become so political now. It's like this is not why people go to sporting events. They want to go to forget, just like you go to a concert or play. You don't want to be bombarded by political agendas. And just from a pure marketing standpoint, these political agendas have been widely oversaturated. And I think people are just going to get sick of it. So many people are like, you know, I'm done with sports. I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, you're seeing companies doing it so you just need to start saying well I'm just not going to support that anymore because they're the ones that are behind a lot of this and when you finally realize you're just a stooge in their game a cog in their wheel a peg on their board uh, you'll start to finally wake up to the fact that they don't really think you're that important you're just a tool for them to make more money to exert more power and it's time you really start to look at your life and find out what's really important. Because having all these fancy gadgets and doodads and doing these things in the big scheme of things is not that important. What's important is being able to take care of yourself and your family. Self-sufficiency. Being able to grow your own food so you don't have to go to a grocery store. You know, being able to have power if they shut the power off like they're doing in California with the rolling brownouts. You know, to be able to fix um, things around your house and not have to rely on purchasing new ones, which a lot of things are not available anymore. Refrigerators, uh, hot water heaters, you got to order them. 
Because a lot of these things are made in China. So here we are, you know, having this whole lockdown issue. Uh, our relation with China is not good anyway. And we're totally dependent on that. That's not a very smart position to be in. So it's time that we really step back. Because if we don't make a stand now, six months from now, it could be too late. And then you're forced vaccinating everybody, you know. I mean, no matter how you feel about vaccinations, whether you want to do them or not do them, they should not be forced on people against their will at gunpoint. You know, that is not right. Everybody should have their own choice. Because if you truly believe they work and you've got it, then you shouldn't be afraid of somebody who doesn't have it. That's why you took the vaccination in the first place. Because if you are afraid, that just really means they don't work. So you need to really think about that. And you've got guys like Bill Gates talking about vaccinating the entire planet. But has he ever said he'd be the first to take it? No. You know, and he's talking four and five a year now for a virus that typically people get a flu shot every year. So, oh no, this one's got to be four or five. And this is an RNA vaccination. For those of you that don't understand what that is, that means it's going to mess with your DNA structure. That's not a good thing. That's really playing God. That is the God particle, is our DNA structure. You start messing with that, and you could extinct the entire human race. The children that could come out of this could be not human. You just don't mess with that. And they're just pushing this thing through. You know, typically a vaccine will take years to develop. They're doing it in months. And it's a totally new type that messes with your DNA and why on earth anyone would want to line up for that is just beyond me other than they've totally played the fear factor on you and if you're that fearful of life the fear of dying I mean everybody goes through that door nobody escapes it you need to really look inside your own self you know you're watching too much television you're on too much social media you need to get out and nature more and understand that balance of life and death because what they're selling is no kind of life that I want to live and that's why this is the time right here right now to stand up and fight back this is our final shot this is what our forefathers in America saw and even though they were largely outnumbered by the strongest largest army on the planet they chose to fight because they knew the life they would have to have if they didn't was not worth living and that's what I look at now I'm, I'm saddened that all of our lives have been stolen you know not being able to go to concerts and restaurants and and hang out in this this you know feeling like you're being watched and people are looking at you if you're not wearing a mask or if you try to hug somebody they might turn you in and this is like they're actually you know encouraging people to snitch on people you know they've got apps for it it's like this is what Hitler did you know I mean this is what happens when you don't remember your history this is not what life's about people to sit there and snitch on your neighbor because they're not wearing a stupid mask you know who are these people you know, we don't give them power to do things like that. 
that's just wrong. It goes against nature. Nature does not work that way. And I've learned in my years walking on this planet, anything you do against nature is going to have some pretty bad consequences eventually. And what they're selling us entirely goes against nature. Nowhere in nature do you see these kind of lockdowns, this restriction of movement. You know, nature plays by an entirely separate set of rules. And I'm just blown away that so many people just accepted this. And this is all part of that psychological conditioning. If you look in the Geneva Convention, it's got a whole list of things that, you know, are in there about this sort of thing. Mental manipulation. You know, this is how they break you as a prisoner. You know, they'll lock you down, separate you, isolate you. We've got masks, so we can't see each other's faces anymore. It makes you very detached. You know, I don't like not being able to see people's faces. Some people I've known for years at businesses that I go to, and it's like, I can't see their faces anymore. And it makes me very detached from them. And these are people I always enjoyed going and seeing and being around, and now I just, you know, I don't even want to be around them. You know, and I'm aware of what's going on. You know, I can only imagine people that, that aren't. They don't realize this is happening. And this is all part of the PSYOP. So they've isolated us, just like a prisoner of war. They'll put them up by themselves in isolation. They'll torture them somehow. So our torture is our isolation, our social distancing. You have somebody who dies that you love and you, you're not allowed to go to the funeral. I mean, that's cruel. You know, and for what? That should be your decision if you want to go or not. The government should not be making that decision. It's like, oh, it's the COVID. It's the COVID. Everything's about the COVID. It's like, well, you know, the numbers just aren't matching. And the numbers are so whacked out anyway. You know, there's all this scandal about the numbers. They're, they're not right. They messed up. They're actually very much, they're higher. Well, that drives the death rate down. They used to be it was all about the death rate. Ah, it's going to be millions of people. Well, that didn't work out, so now they're going off of infection rate. And now I notice, I was reading, or they just throw it all together, the death rate and the infection rates together. You know, it's just a numbers game to them. And it, they're gaslighting us. You know, there's a, a little over 700,000 people on this planet that have died from it so far out of, what, 7.6 billion people? I'm sorry, people, that's not a pandemic nor an epidemic. That's nothing. And when you study some of the past ones, like the Hong Kong flu in 68 and 69, the Asian flu in 57, 58, killed around a million people. So we're looking at the same kind of numbers. And they didn't do any lockdowns, no social distancing, Nobody wore masks, you know, they just continued to do their life. It's like, oh, there's this really bad flu going around, you know, and it's now they're even comparing this COVID to the Spanish flu. And I, that was absurd. I saw an article and I, I got livid. It's like, I can't believe this. Citing the CDC. And yet when you go and you look at the, the largest database on the planet, that's been put together over decades by experts and the CDC was also part of that. Those numbers are not telling the same story. This is not the Spanish flu by any stretch of the imagination. So there's the gaslighting. They're just out and out lying to us because we live in the information age where people don't know how to search for anything anymore. And if you use the wrong search engines, you're going to get censored information anyway. 
you know, and it's like it's like 1984. Two plus two equals five. Oh, well, COVID plus 700,000 people out of 7.6 billion. Yeah, it equals pandemic epidemic. Uh, no, it doesn't. It just equals a flu season. So, like I'm telling you, if we don't push back now, six months from now, a year from now, we may not have that opportunity anymore. And then they will be coming to your door at gunpoint and trying to put a vaccine into you, taking your children. I mean, come on, people, this stuff's already happening. You know, we're seeing now around the world what we were watching in China. I remember watching those videos of being people being ripped out of their apartments, forcibly taken out by four or five health workers. You know, I mean, we're seeing that now. There's a video of a woman in Australia who wasn't wearing a mask, and the policeman's got a chokehold on her. It finally wrestles her to the ground. I mean, are you serious? You know, so you're supposed to be social distancing, but you have this officer now sitting here in a fisticuff with this woman with no mask on. Well, I guess he needs to go in quarantine for 14 days then. You know, this is the absurdity. You know, so they're pushing quarantines, and yet the police officers are doing the arresting, and they're not going into quarantine. I mean, when when do we finally get the pitchforks out and storm the castle? You know, I mean, we, we have to stop doing this. This is nothing but a hoax. The virus is real. The pandemics is nothing but a hoax, people. And all you got to do is spend some time researching. Open your eyes and look around. Pull yourself out of your your Netflix shows and your video games and your social media long enough to walk around in your own city and see what is going on. And in certain cities, it's going to look like freaking Beirut. You know, you're going to see the boarded up windows, the destruction, the filth, the graffiti. You know, this is what's happening. And the economic fallout that's coming is extremely real. So I don't care what the stock market's doing. That's fake. You know, because there's only about five companies, the FANG companies, that are making any money. You look at the other ones and it's like, yeah, they're, they're not really doing much. They're kind of staying the same. You know, so it's just another bubble that's going to burst. There's no way that you can shut the economy of the world down and not expect some sort of massive fallout because there are tens of thousands of businesses that have gone away. All those workers that worked at them have no jobs. They're printing money by the trillions. So you have fiat currency. You've got large companies that are going bankrupt, such as Macy's, Forever 21, Pizza Hut. You know, more and more of them are going bankrupt. And you've got food chains in America and around the world that are crashing. And when people don't understand distribution, they, they can't fathom why they're killing, you know, tens of thousands of chickens. Oh, why don't they sell those eggs to the, the grocery stores? It's like, well, if you understood distribution, you know, it doesn't work that way. Everything's sold through buyers whose relationships with the people that they buy from and sell to has been built over years. So you have certain buyers that just buy eggs just for restaurants. Some buy them just for schools. Some buy them for grocery stores. 
So when all the restaurants closed, all the people that were raising chickens and beef and pork and groceries such as lettuce, carrots, strictly for the restaurant suppliers, well, all of a sudden the restaurants are closed down. So you have all these people with chickens. Uh, one I read about 60, over 60,000 chickens this guy had to euthanize. Because every day, every 20, 20, 24 hours, a chicken will lay one egg. So you're looking at over 60,000 eggs every single day, which is great as long as the distribution chain is working. It's never designed to shut down. It goes 24-7. Well, all of a sudden it shuts down while the restaurants are closed. So his buyers, you know, that he sells to, so I, I don't need any eggs. Well, what am I going to do with the 60,000 plus eggs I get every day? Tomorrow it'll be 120. You know, you know, it's like I have no place to put them. I don't have a business designed to store that many eggs. They're processed, they go on a truck, and they're gone. So, you know, that's why 60,000 plus chickens got put down at this particular farm. Same with the cattle industry. If you have beef that's ready to go to market, um, and it's going to go to a slaughterhouse, especially with, like, pigs, there's a certain weight they need to be. So if you're having to feed those pigs longer, for instance, because you can't sell them, well now they're, they're putting on 50, 60, 70 more pounds, well they can't even go through the slaughterhouse now. The machinery cannot handle the extra weight. So now you've got, you know, this cattle and they're destroying the cattle. They're dumping milk on the ground because they can't sell it. You know, there again, it's like, well, this went to restaurants. And it, you know, there's plenty at the grocery stores right now, so you don't, you know, nobody wants to buy extra milk. So this is what happens when you don't understand your own system that you participate in. You don't understand distribution. It's not hard to look up and see how it works. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand the concept of how this works. Supply and demand. Every 72 hours, these grocery stores need more supply. Trucks are always rolling. Well, now you've got truckers that aren't going to be going into the cities where police is being defunded. There's rioting. It's like, we're not going in anymore. So now these cities are not going to be getting the food every 72 hours, which further escalates the problem. And why is all this happening? Oh, yeah, this, this pandemic that's going around. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the gaslighting. And yet the destruction that it's leaving behind has the potential to pretty much wipe out humanity. Except the powers that be, they won't be affected by it. They've got the means to have private bunkers somewhere and pay for their own security. You know, they don't really give a damn about us. We're just the useful idiots that they've used to make money. You know, when you look at these large corporations, like how much money do you need and how much are you giving back? You know, are you building bridges and, and fixing infrastructures in countries? No, you're not. You're just making more and more money. You know, you've got your pseudo humanitarian things that you want everybody to see that you're doing. But then when you really start to look into it, it's really kind of devious a lot of times. It's not what it seems just like Bill Gates and his vaccines in Africa. I mean, a lot of people died from those vaccines. A lot of people were paralyzed from those vaccines. So there's a lot of African countries that are protesting him 
They don't want him back. In India, they kicked him out. You know, but oh, he's the great humanitarian. No. You ever see the weird smile him and Melinda have on their faces when they're talking about death and vaccines? It's creepy. Those people are sociopaths. You know, how could you have a mischievous grin on your face when you're, you're talking about these things? And he's never said he's going to take the vaccine. And the mainstream media never will ask him that. You know, so you got to really wonder about somebody who's pushing something that they won't even use themselves. It's like a drug dealer, you know, don't do your product. It's the same thing. So this is all the control tactics that have been going on for decades, you know. And the TSA, that was one great way to just train everybody, you know, after 9-11. And at first people pushed back against it. Well, they should have kept pushing back because now everybody's been trained to do it. You know, they've been trained to comply and to give up their rights and allow themselves to be groped and told what to do and stand here and do that. I, mean, I remember that one time they were doing exercises where the people would be walking through the airport and the THS, TSA agents would say, everybody freeze! You know? And it's like you're supposed to just stop and freeze. I mean, this is insanity. You know, you don't sign up for that to travel. So again, I ask you, think back to January and February when you were going to concerts, you were going to restaurants, going to the park with your family, walking around, doing stuff, laughing. And now look at your life today and ask yourself, is this living free? And if you think it's living free, then there's no hope for you. You might as well just line up and let them shoot you with their vaccine and head to the FEMA camps. But if you look at your life and say, no, this is not living free. What has happened? It's time to really start finding ways to push back. And I'm not talking violence and all that. There's a lot of ways to push back. A huge way is financially. Another way is just not complying. You know, if everybody stopped wearing the mask, they, you know, they can't arrest everybody. There's no law that says you have to do it, but they're fining you. You know, and if you dig deep enough, you might just find that that's illegal what they're doing. And yet nobody's questioning them, so they're just going to do it. You know, well, we're going to fine you. You know, in New York, you can't get into the city unless you do the quarantine and all this BS that they want you to do. And they'll charge you $10,000 if you don't do it. So, you know, that's not the way to be living. And if they're doing that now, imagine what it's going to be like in six months when you try to travel out of your state to go somewhere. I mean, there's a mass exodus of people out of places like California, out of Los Angeles. The celebrities are leaving Hollywood in droves. People are leaving by the th tens of thousands out of New York. The movers are just, they can't keep up, you know. And in California, they're passing a bill that they're going to tax the ultra-rich that move out so they can still get their money from them even though they're not living in California anymore. So there comes a point, it's like, you know, you may not be able to leave your state. So if you're not thinking about your own survival in the next 6 to 12 months, I think you're making a huge mistake. You need to really be thinking about that. And if you can move out and you're in one of those states or those cities that are locking down, now is the time to start making that happen. 
not six months from now or a year from now. You need to start making those plans. You know, so instead of buying a big screen TV to entertain yourself during lockdown, maybe you should put that away towards a, a rental truck to move your stuff. You need, you know, we're all working remotely now. So it's really a great time to like, you could move to a different state and probably be able to work remotely or find some other job you can do remotely. So these are the things you need to think about as people are starting to migrate to states and cities that support their belief systems more. I mean, California is a classic example. It was what, the seventh largest economy on the planet? It's like its own country. It was a beautiful state. San Francisco was one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. Now it's just a cesspool. And people are leaving. They have more vacancies now than they have ever seen. You know, people are just moving out. And when you see the rats leaving the sinking ship, you probably should do the same thing. Because it's only going to get worse at this point. I mean, just listen to what they're selling. You know, that's what I always say. What are you selling? Well, they're selling lockdowns for two, three years. Wearing masks all the time. I saw an article in Maine. The governor is making the restaurant workers wear these dog cones. Like you put on your dog when, you know, you take them with a vet and they don't want them like licking their leg or something. And I, I noticed there was a design on it. It's like, that looks like the Pepsi sign. You know, or the Coca-Cola sign. It's like, you know, so now you, if that's true, well, then you got big business sponsoring these things. And they had the poor waitress with this thing on her neck, you know, and her head's down inside of it. It's like, well, it's so when they breeze, it'll push it up. It's like, that's not even scientific. What if there's a fan blowing? It's just going to go up and over and down again. Why is this woman wearing that stupid thing? It's because she's not self-sufficient. This ought to be the wake-up call to you. If you can't not do that, this ought to be the wake-up call that you're nothing but a slave. That you have allowed yourself to be in a position where you can't take care of yourself. That you can't say to them, no, I'm not wearing that. But if you're just going along with it to get along, you know, the end is going to come soon enough for you. I mean, that's their plan, depopulation. Bill Gates has already talked about that stuff. You know, we know that an experimental vaccine can't be a good thing. You know, doctors are saying that, experts. It's like, you know, this is something, it's, it could take two, three, ten years to develop a vaccine. you got to do trials and stuff. And the testing they have done, the second round of vaccines on people, it was like over 80% of them had very adverse effects, some requiring hospitalization, you know. It's like, for what? Oh, yeah, a flu virus. But all you hear about is the death. All you hear about is the people that got really messed up. Well, what about the other 90% of them that didn't die, that didn't get all messed up from it? We need to hear from those people. They got it and say, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's like the flu. There's a lot of them like that. You know, so if you're going to be scientific, you got to look at like, well, when these people died, do autopsy on them? Find out what they died from? Instead of saying, well, I died from the COVID because they had it. Well, yeah, but there could have been some other issue that caused them to actually cease to exist. And, you know, we're not hearing about any of that. And the hospitals get $13,000 if you have a COVID patient. And I think it's 35000 if you put them on a ventilator, which kills most people. 
So they're making bank. You know, you got money incentive, and this is not a, a good scenario. But yet you have hundreds and hundreds of doctors coming forward now, speaking out. And then if they do, they're immediately taken off of the social media platforms. I mean, YouTube is openly saying now, if you say anything against the WHO, you know, or the CDC, we'll just take you down. It's like, well, that's Chinese communist censorship. You know, I remember when YouTube first came out, you know, and you just saw all kinds of stuff on there. It was truly a free platform. Same with Facebook. They all started off as these free platforms where you could come on in and say what you want, do what you want. And then they closed the gate on everybody. You know, and that's why I got off of Facebook. Because I started reading the terms and conditions. It's like, you know what? They own my name, my username, and, and my password. It was all right in there. The photos, you know, and I thought, no, I'm just their product, you know. And what's it done for me? It's made me irritated and it's kind of a love-hate relationship with it. So I got off of it and never went back. You know, and this has been a slowly over time and time. And now this is why so many people are buying into this. They don't see it happen. They've been cooked in the squat like a frog in a pot. Slowly turning the heat up. And people, we are in the battlefield right now. This is not a time to think, well, you know, maybe later. No, we're in the battlefield right now. Every day should be a day in the trenches. Educating people. That is the strongest tool that we have right now. Because once you have that knowledge, you can't look at what they're doing to us in the same way. You see right through the illusion. You pull the curtain back and you see there's just an old dude back there, you know, making the powerful Oz look powerful. And this is what's going on. I mean, they're trying to push these numbers and this thing's basically getting over. You know, the numbers are falling off. And it's, it's the classic, you know, curve. And it went up and it went down, a little bubble on the second. It's This is what viruses do. And they're just trying so hard to keep this thing alive now. And they'll find something else to, you know, that's why they're putting the numbers all together now. The death and the infection, you know. <laughs> Let's make the number even bigger. We'll just call it all COVID now, you know, because they have nothing left. And it's time that we call their hand. This is like a poker game. Say, all right, I want to see your cards now. You know, you need to do that at your jobs because I'm telling you what, people, they're going to start force vaccinating at your jobs next. You know, they're already pushing you to do the testing, which just puts you into a natural national registry. That's the last thing you need to be doing. You know, and the tests of there again have been shown to just be really fraudulent. So don't do the test. You know, you know, if you feel sick. Say, well, people are asymptomatic. Well, then they come in. Well, they're not. Well, yeah, they are now. It's like gaslighting. You know, if you're tuned into your body, you know, and you're dialed in like that, you know when something's not right in your body. Even if it's slight, you can tell. A little off here. If you're not and your body is totally just trashed because of the junk that you're eating, the lack of exercise, the trash you're putting in your mind and you're not connected with your body then you're not going to know that you know and you need to really get back into that connection because you have to ask yourself why were you even born what's your purpose in life here is it just to go to work and consume is that it 
You know, this is a real wake-up call. This was a real opportunity for people to look inside of themselves and find out why they're here. What's their purpose? Because I'm telling you what, man, it ain't to be their stooge. There's more to life than going to work, coming home and crashing and looking forward to the weekend and buying a bunch of garbage made in China that breaks and playing video games and tuning out. There's a vast world out there and they're trying to lock that off from us. Not letting us go into the parks. Use the beaches. You know, so not only are they locking off our cities, we can't do the things that we like to do on a day-to-day basis, they're locking off where we go to recreate, the things we look forward to doing you know, once a year or a couple of times a year. And they're taking that away from us. And they're putting us in this little frickin' box. Psychological abuse. You know, solitary confinement. And the psychologists are saying this is going to take years for people to get over this. Our children not going to school. You know, making them sit in front of a computer screen to do their work. I mean, this is child abuse. And we're letting them do this? We're letting them take our children and quarantining them? Coming into our... This stuff's happening, people. Look this stuff up. You know, here in America it's happening. Around the world it's happening. You know, I mean, when do you finally wake up? You know, when they come and take your child? You know, take your spouse? There's already a couple um, back in the Midwest somewhere that they were going to self-quarantine because they thought they'd been exposed and they started reading the paperwork on it. And they found something they didn't like in there. So they said, well, you know, we'll, we'll self-quarantine, but we're not going to... It had to do with uh, if they needed to go to the hospital, they had to check with the the powers that be first and get their permission to go to the hospital if all of a sudden they became very sick. And they said, well, no, you know, if I need to go, then I, w- I want to be able to just go. So they refused to, you know, sign the paperwork. So they put ankle uh, bracelets on them to track their movements now, like prisoners. You know, they're treating us like children. You ought to be able to tell, like, you know, I'm pretty sick. I think I need to go to the hospital now without having to call somebody and get their freaking permission you know i mean wake up people this is no way to live this is not what america's about man this is not what built this country this country was built on self-sufficiency you study the great depression the people that jumped out the windows were the fat cats the ones that had the money the bankers that built this fake life and they couldn't handle it and they jumped out the window and killed themselves the ones that survived we're the common folks, the farmers, you know, the poor people. They're like, well, it's just, it's always been rough, man. And, but they knew how to survive. They had a work ethic. You know, they just wanted to work. And they survived. So here we are, the same scenario. we got the fat cats up there with all their money. I mean, it's just insane how much some of these people are making. And yet the economy is about to crash bigger than it ever has crashed before. I think this is going to make the Great Depression look like a recession. So even those people are going to be affected and they're going to crash hard. You know, so this is why you need to prepare your mind, your body, your soul. You know, get your supplies, lock and load, because uh, Kansas is going bye-bye quickly. And you need to be prepared for what's coming. And you need to be prepared to fight. Because like I've said, if we don't push back now, 
this may very well be the last chance that we have. And ways you can push back is get involved in your city councils. You know, get involved on school boards. A lot of stuff is done through Zoom now. So you can do it that way. I've noticed that city councils are having like Zoom meetings that people can, you know, log into and speak up. All right, so there, you don't have to go put the stupid mask on to go down to the building. You know, you find workarounds. Uh, I mean, I found that for even shipping UPS and stuff. I mean, you can have them come to the house and pick it up. You know, I did that today. I'd send something back, and a guy had dropped something off for me. I said, hey, can you take this? I got a label. It's all ready to go. It's paid for. Said, oh, yeah, I can do that. So you find the workarounds. You know, I don't spend really any money in my own community anymore. Because, you know, I'm not driving anywhere, and everything's ordered online, you know, or I've got what I need. So that's sad, you know. I'd like to go out and spend money in my community. I'm just not going to play by the rules. You know, I'm not going to wear the stupid mask, you know. And when you study Marxism, this is classic Marxism manipulation. When they pit groups against each other, it doesn't matter what group it is. Any group will do. And they get them fighting against each other. And then when the total chaos erupts and this civilized part of society falls by the wayside, that's when Marxism comes in and restores order. Out of chaos comes order. And this is what's going on. So first it was the Antifa people who were really agitating against the, you know, the right-wing people. You know, and it's like, well, now we got the BLM thrown in there. And then we got the mask and the anti-maskers, you know, and I went with the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers. And then we got the political groups, you know, that's always been a given, you know. And we've got all these different groups just fighting with each other. Over what? They're the ones who created this insanity and they're sitting back just laughing at us. Is this what your life is about? Is sitting there fighting over these stupid things? The color of our skin, for crying out loud? You'll never get rid of racism if you keep talking about everybody's race. That's absurd. We're all human. We all aren't the same on the inside. You know, the skin color is like hair color. You know, we need to get over this stuff. We need to stop buying into all this propaganda that they're pushing on us. Because the more you create groups and the more you separate and segregate people, the more problems you're going to have. And that was always the beauty of America. It was a melting pot of all types of people, races, creeds, political beliefs, you know. So when we had all the immigrants coming over in the early 20th century, they brought their culture with them. So you had Little Italy and Chinatown, Little Korea, you know, where they could still be who they were. And people would go into those areas like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Little Italy. I'm going to get some some." food and stuff you know and it was neat because you it was like going to a little piece of that country was in your own community and it was awesome you know and now everything is separated and segregated and everybody's got a group and a title you know and it's just it causes problems you know and yet they talk about unity and inclusion it's like i'm sorry that's not inclusion that's segregation man you can't have inclusion by having all these groups you know, when you go to a large sporting event or a musical concert, that's inclusion because everybody's sitting there together, all different types of people, colors and religions and guys and gals. I mean, everybody 
you know, sexual preferences, you name it, and they're all enjoying the music or the sporting event, that is truly inclusion. But you start putting people in groups and calling it inclusion, that's just nothing but a lie. You know, and you need to wake up to that. You need to stop listening to what these people are trying to tell us the reality is supposed to be. Google is not the reality of the world, and yet they've got far too much power. Mark Zuckerberg is not the kingpin of my reality. That guy's got issues, you know, and all you got to do is listen to what he's talking about and what he sees Facebook becoming, and you should run quickly away from it because uh, you're just nothing but a product to him. All he's done is gotten richer. Have you? Has that Facebook really enhanced your life at all? I mean, all I ever hear is, well, I got grandkids and this, that. Well, maybe you should pick up the damn phone. You know, you can share albums through your phones now. You just need to set up a different system to get the same result. Because what you're losing in the process is not worth it. You know, you're just a product for them to make billions of dollars. So find another way. And that's what's the problem. America used to always be around about finding the workaround. Nobody finds the workaround anymore. They found the easy path. Come on in. It's free. You know, you can use this Facebook or Twitter, YouTube. Oh, this is great. It's, yeah, it was at first. And then they start putting the fence up. So as you're all sitting there, you know, grazing on the grass of Facebook... They're putting the fences up around you. Yeah, you kind of notice, you know, ah, this is great. I'm checking on my grandkids. And, and then all of a sudden you notice the gate's getting closed. That's what's been going on. And now you're inside that world and you're putting up content and it's getting taken down. But you, I'm just amazed that even though people know this is going on, they don't delete their accounts. You know, it's like the gate is closed now, but not really. It's still open. You can get out. It's open a crack. You know, but you just don't think you can. It's like the elephant, you know, how they train an elephant is they'll, you know, put a rope on their leg or a chain and they put it with a pole. Eventually, all they have, if you ever notice at the circus, you'll see, you know, elephants like with just a little tiny rope around their foot because that's all they need to do at that point because the elephant still thinks it's, it's confined by that rope, you know. And that's what's gone on with us. They've put this rope around us, and then they can kind of cut that rope off, and they don't have to monitor as much because they know that we'll stay in line. You'll think twice before you put something up because it might, you know, it might get censored. Maybe I better reread this, you know, even though it was how you felt. You know, was this how I feel about this? It's like, well, I don't know, maybe I should take that word out and do this. Well, now who's in charge? Is that free choice? Speak your mind. Somebody might not like it. Well, that's the way it goes. You know, you could have the most well-crafted, you know, piece of writing and put it up. There's always going to be people that don't like it, you know. I mean, this is like why comedy is just all but destroyed now. You know, there's comedians that won't even go on a college campus anymore. And it's like, you know, this, the whole culture of comedy has been destroyed. So this whole thing that we see going on has been going on all across every facet of our lives for a long time and it's all coming to a head right now so all the powers that be have come out of hiding now and they know they have to move very quickly 
And when they have to move quickly, it means they can also make mistakes because there's a lot of variables. And the biggest variables are us. You know, they, they might think we know how we'll act as a group. But if we don't, like, you know, the people that showed up at Sturgis, 250,000 bikers, oh, shoot, how are we going to handle this? <laughs> you know, the only alternative they have is to start firing upon them. You know, what are you going to do with 250,000 bikers on bikes? Well, they let them show up, you know, and do their thing. And now, if we don't have more big spikes out of this and COVID doesn't go crazy, it's like, well, that kind of blows that narrative, does it? Will some get sick? Yeah, probably so. You know, will some die? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, every year people get sick and die anyway. So, well, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in. This is my maiden, maiden voyage on the uh, new podcast, Campfire Chat. Brought to you by Tucker Survival. And if you want to find out more, just go to Tucker Survival and you can check out what we've got there. We've got uh, podcast links and we've got some blogs we're doing. We've got YouTube channel, Brighteon channel. We do news from the bunker. So every week you can go check those out on our, our video channels. Uh, we also have reviews from the bunker, which is uh, product reviews. And we're going to be doing a lot of things on gardening raising chickens and stuff like that too so tune back in to a campfire chat like i say this is just kind of an open format i wanted to have something where i didn't really have to have a, a kind of a formatted agenda it's just kind of speaking off the of top of my head and, you know whatever is kind of bugging me or i want to talk about and i got my computer here so i can look things up and read it's a little more open since it's not video it's just a podcast kind of gives me a little more freedom to kind of do different things so anyway i want to thank you again for uh joining me for the maiden show and you go out there and have a great day be safe and we will see you again real soon bye-bye you've been listening to campfire chat with your host mark jones brought to you by tuckersurvival.com and produced by mbj media services